Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Today my title is, Embrace Your Release. Embrace Your Release. The very fact that God has released you, and you must mark your jubilee and march into your freedom. Um, in that Old Testament scripture, God told his people, he said, you will have to number, and thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto you forty and nine years. And the verse number nine, the verse nine, and thou shalt cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound in the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of the atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all the land. So, after 49 years, God just signaled the unconditional release of the people. And he said, everybody go back to your home. Everybody go back to your family. Everybody go back to your, 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 your possession. And people went, and whatever was theirs, but somebody else took, they went and took their property back because it was their jubilee. And I'm prophesying to somebody that it is time for you to take what is yours. It is time for you to enter your possession and be blessed. The only thing is that you read that scripture in the verse number 8. And the verse number 8 said that you will number seven Sabbaths of years unto you. The word number means to mark. It means to reckon. That, that it means to mark, it means to score, it means to reckon. Now, in our words today, we will say that to number means to embrace your jubilee. It means to embrace your jubilee and take advantage of it. So, to mark the jubilee does not mean for you to just say, okay, today is 13th of December. No, it, it means to look at 13th December and everything that is in 13th December and take advantage of 13th December. So God says this is the Jubilee and you mark the Jubilee by taking advantage of the Jubilee. That if God says this is the Jubilee, what is in the Jubilee for me? I, I need you to lift up your right hand wherever you are and scream anything that is in 2020 which is good I extract it. It is released for me in Jesus' name. Say an amen. amen. Now, so in the in the belly or in the womb of 2020, there, there was something called COVID-19. And that COVID-19 came out and some people grabbed it. It killed others. It made others sick. It destroyed so many things around us. But I also believe that in the belly of, or in the womb of 2020, there were good things apart from COVID-19, if somebody can say an amen. amen. The Bible said, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Listen, it is impossible for for. 2020 to be full of only bad things 
It's impossible. 2020 was not a year which was like a bag full of holy worms. No, in 2020, there was gold, there was silver. Am I hearing an amen somewhere at all? There was diamond even in 2020. There was timber, there was cocoa. There was money in 2020. There was prosperity in 2020. Goodness and mercy, promotion, increase, enlargement. Inside the belly of 2020, there was a ministry called KIA, and I didn't even know. But for the corona, there is no way I will know that something exists called KIA, and there is no way you will also know that something exists called KIA. So if you are not careful, they will tell you that 2020 Jubilee, and you would turn, instead of saying 2020 Jubilee, some of you will shout 2020 Corona. So I need you to say 2020 Jubilee. Come on, say it again, 2020 Jubilee. 2020 is your year of release, it's your year of refreshing, and it's your year of restoration. And as we are approaching the end of the year, anything that has not been released to you, we demand the release. It is impossible for 2020 to be full of only bad things. It's impossible. In the womb of 2020, there is marriage. There is getting of children. There are twins. There are triplets. Am I talking to somebody? In the womb of 2020, there's pro prosperity. There is favor. And the Bible said, and if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves. Any cloud that is over your head and carries your blessing, we command that cloud to release your blessing in the name of Jesus. This is, this is the time of your visitation, and it depends on the preacher you are listening to. Today I brought to you good news. That God is saying that your clouds are full of rain. And they must release the rain. Now, so in the days of Jesus, Jesus is looking at now. You see, marking the Jubilee has to do with seeing the Jubilee. Saying the Jubilee. I'll get to seeing and saying. Seeing the Jubilee, saying the Jubilee. But discernment. And Jesus hates it when you don't mark your Jubilee. He hates it when you don't mark it. So he rebuked the people of his day for their failure to mark and take advantage of the spiritual times in which they are. Although they could make weather forecast. So these people could make weather forecast. But when it came to discerning spiritual weather and interpreting spiritual weather, they could not do it. Now, they failed to discern their jubilee. Or they failed to embrace their jubilee. And Jesus is talking about them in Luke chapter 12. And the verse number 54, and uh, he said, and he said also unto the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straight away you say, there cometh a shower, and it is so. So if you see a cloud rising from the, from the, from the west, you say, there's going to be a shower, 
And that is exactly what comes to pass. And verse number 55. And when you see the south wind which blowing, then you say there's heat and it also comes to pass. Then verse 56, he says, you are hypocrites. You can descend the face of the sky and the face of the earth. But how is it that you cannot descend the time in which you are? How is it that you see the time but you cannot descend, you cannot descend the time? Why can't you descend the time? Why can't you read the time in which you are spiritually? Why can't you tell the, the, the mandate of God for the time? Huh? You descend the time, you, you, you descend the weather, you, you descend the heat, you look at things, you say yeah, I mean, it's going to rain and then the rain comes, you say there's going to be heat and then the heat is coming. But when it comes to spiritual things, you can't tell. So in the verse number 54 and 55, he, he's talking about to see. And that to see means to perceive with your eyes or to perceive with your senses. Then it used another word, discern. And discern means to test, to approve, to scrutinize, and to recognize as genuine after examination. So then, discernment is a deeper level of seeing. Discernment is a deeper level of seeing. You can see with your eyes, but if you have to discern, you will have to discern spiritually. So we see the weather, but we discern the time. And that word time over there is the Greek word kairos. And kairos means opportune time. It means opportunity and it means season. Kairos time. Kairos time. I am saying that if you make me caretaker, of a chair, just dash me the chair because nobody will sit on it again. Anything I would do to myself, beat myself, sink in the bush. You know, one of the ancient philosophers who was a good speaker, Socrates, in, in the days of Socrates and those Plato and those kind of people, one of them, I've forgotten which one of them it was, for him to be a, a good speaker, eh? He was a stutterer. In other words, he, he was a stammerer. But he had to speak. So he looked for a hill. He would put stones or pebbles in his mouth. And he would be talking and running up the hill. He would run up the hill, run down. Run up the hill, run down. To open up his lungs and everything with stones in the mouth in order to train himself to speak and that is how he became an orator because in those days to become an orator you had to train yourself and the training was hard was hard listen nothing good comes easy anybody who does not understand the season in which you are and that you must punish yourself a little bit in order to make a record and achieve something you can never do it you can never. People don't. Listen, we don't understand opportunity. David goes to a place. Goliath has appeared. Everybody is running. He said, give me that giant. I will take him down. I understand Kairos. I understand opportune time. I understand opportunity. I understand a season. So Jesus said, you are hypocrites because you, you see the weather and you can discern it. You see the weather and you can tell the wind is blowing from the east. 
So the clouds are going to appear. And when the clouds appear, there will be rain. And it says it comes to pass. And you see the wind blowing and you are able to tell that there will be heat. Then he said, but you hypocrites, how come you can read the weather but when it comes to the things of the spirit, you cannot read them. He's calling them a hypocrite because he's saying the thing you are failing to understand, if it was something that was um, if, if it was something that was physical, you would have understood it. Let me tell you this, people, many of you, what we've been teaching you in this church and you don't understand, if it was in a classroom, you would have understood it and passed an exam already. <laughs> But simply because it is spiritual, you will listen to the thing on, on Facebook, leg book, stomach book, you understand. Because the thing is in the spirit. If anything we are teaching you in this church, or anything we are teaching you online, if it had to do with an examination, if it had to do with something you were studying to pass, a carnal exam, I'm sure you would have passed already. But he's saying you are hypocrites because you don't follow the things. Of the spirit now in life you get the opportunities they come and you will have to discern it and you have to take it and you have to work it so now jesus is saying you guys you can see the weather and tell that heat is coming you can see the weather and tell that a cloud is coming and rain is going to fall but can you are not able to discern the things of the spirit how come you can't discern the things of the spirit. You hypocrites, you discern the face of the sky and the earth. How is it then that you are not able to discern the time? How is it that you are not able to discern the time? For example, you know that very soon it will be end of December. How come spiritual timing, opportune timing, kairos, you are not able to discern it. You, can, you can't tell the time in which you are. Ladies and gentlemen, this time in which we are is a defining moment in the life of people. Any good thing that is in, the, is in 2020 and has not been released unto you yet, I declare that this is the year of Jubilee. May you be released in the name of Jesus. And may anything good that is yours be released to you in the name of Jesus. Receive your release in the mighty name of Jesus. You will have to descend the time. And, and, and I want to show you how to descend the time. Two things. Number one, <laughs> I like the way Jesus said it. He said, he said, and when you see the cloud rise in the east, rise out of the west, straight away you say there is coming a shower. And so it is. So as soon as you see the cloud in some part, you will say a shower is coming. And it will come. I remember my dad never got it once. He never got it wrong even once. When I was in the village with him, my father would look at the clouds at a certain point and says, it's going to rain. And the rain will fall. There was another cloud. I would see the cloud and I'm running. Hey, mba, mba, let's get out of the farm. My daddy, let's get out of the farm. He would look at me and say, Doko, this one is not going to rain. There's no rain in this one. This one is just a wind. There's no, there's no rain in it. And the wind will blow and there's no rain. And you tell me, I told you there's no rain in this one. And I said, wow. So, 
we are able to see and discern it. So you are able to see that it's going to rain and it's rain. That they, and it will rain. The Bible said, if the clouds are full of water, they empty themselves. Everybody say see. Come on, shout a see. Come on, say it see. Come on, say it see. And he said unto the disciples, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straight away, you say, there cometh a shower, and it is so. So, what you see, actually, determines the thing that will happen. What you see now determines the thing that will happen. What are you seeing? That is why it's, it's dangerous to just bury your, your, your head in, in Ghana web, in, in, in my joy online news. And some of you at a point, you were holding the corona map and you knew all the figures by heart. You knew the, the figure for Accra, you knew the figure for Ashanti region, you knew the, the figure for Northern region, you knew the figure for Upper West. Some of you even knew them by district by district. And some of you knew all the households in which there was corona. And you were the ones they were using to do the contact tracing because you knew you could smell everybody who had that disease. But you can't read the time. You can't read the time. He said, you, you, you see a cloud rising out of the west and straight away you say, there comes a shower and it is so. The way you see it, see. And God is talking to his prophet, that, that man, Jeremiah. And God is speaking to Jeremiah and, and he said in Jeremiah chapter 1 and the verse number 11 he said moreover the word of the Lord came unto me saying Jeremiah what seest thou and I said I see the rod of an almond tree I like that and he said unto me you have seen well for I will hasten my word to perform it now go back to the verse 11 Jeremiah what are you seeing said i see an almond tree if the man has said i see an oak tree i'm sure the result would have been different if he had said i see a palm tree the result would be different but he said i see an almond tree i don't know what you are seeing hmm. he said when you see the cloud rising up from a certain direction you say there will be a shower and there will be a shower that means most of the time what you are saying is because of what you are seeing so there is a seeing a saying and a being that means what you see determines what you say and what you say determines what happens people don't fool yourself. I, I know <laughs> I know God is there. I, I, I know God, God is in heaven. And then people normally say, talk about, oh, when you see what God is doing in the place, when you see what God is doing in the place, oh, you know, God is doing this and God is doing that. I agree God is doing that. But God is doing it because God called a man or a woman and that person saw right. If the person had seen wrong, nothing will happen. Do you know that it's God who created you? You came here because God brought you here. But I can tell you, if you couldn't see, the story would be a different thing. If you couldn't see and you woke up in your house to try to come here, you may never arrive here. On your own, without somebody helping you, you can't get here. 
So the things that are not happening in your life is not because it is not the will of God. It is because you cannot see. And if you cannot see, you cannot say. And if you cannot say, you will not have. That is simple. You know, I was meditating on this thing yesterday. And the Lord told me, life is not about doing. Life is about seeing and saying. We have put too much effort in doing. And when we go to school, they teach us how to do, how to do engineer, how to do law, how to do architecture. Even pastoral school, they teach you how to do pastoral school. But pastoral ministry is not about doing, it is about seeing and it is about saying. Ah. The other day we went to Balungu and I said, I looked at the story building they were going to build and I said, um, you know, down here, can you change it to a 5,000 seater capacity for me? A capacity, something, 5,000. And then later on, I sat, I looked at it, I thought, thought, thought. Then I told them, stop. I said, stop. If here is about 3,000, why would I go to Balungu, all the way to Balungu, to go and do 5,000? It means that 2,000 pen are also. I said, stop it. Balungu, we are not doing anything less than 25,000. Balungu, we are not doing anything less than 25,000. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I see it. And I keep telling you every day that I see buses around this whole place. And I see them fronting the chapel, desert pastures, and their buses, and with closed service, and they are carrying people, and they are taking them to Balungu and bringing them back. And it's a convention time. Ladies and gentlemen, do I have the money? No, but I can see the buses. Do I have the money? No, but I can see the convention center. Do I have the money? No, I don't need the money. I need my eyes. That is why when God, God brought you into the world, he didn't bring you with money in your hands. He gave you eyes. And when, as soon as you open your eyes the first thing you did was if education was the most important thing the first thing you would have done is to start writing you were not born writing you were born seeing and crying that means seeing and saying am i talking to somebody at all listen in life you need only two faculties to achieve seeing and saying so when your seeing is wrong and your saying is wrong i don't care how much money you have how much education you have you are a failure in conclusion not a failure in the making you are a concluded failure See, see, see what seers done. He said, I see an almond tree. And verse number 12. Thou hast well seen. God is telling the man, you have seen well. That means the guy could have seen wrong. He could have said, I see a Dansonia digitata. Why, you know why the man said, I see an almond tree. And God said, you've seen well. The reason is because that almond branch he saw. In the winter, when the plants are beginning to come alive, the first tree to show up is flowers, is the almond tree. And it is a symbol for resurrection. 
So when he said, I see the almond tree, symbol of resurrection, you remember Aaron's rod that budded. Now, so he's seeing something that the flowers are coming up. And the, 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 oh boy, you know, the, the almond tree is the first to show flowers. And those flowers are five flowers or petals, about two inches broad, and they come up like that, five of them. And when I look at the five, I'm thinking about grace, 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 grace. Now, so resurrection is by grace. So what they are saying is that all these trees, they were dead. But now the trees have to come alive. And the first one to come alive and produce its, its, its flowers is the almond tree. And I came to announce to somebody, when Corona is over, you will be that almond tree. You will be the first business to flourish. The first ministry to flourish. The first family to flourish. Anybody that is shouting anywhere online, that is your blessing. Come on, shout, I am an almond tree. 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 Come on, look at yourself and say, I am an almond tree. I am an almond tree. But, but you know, you know, there is something interesting about the almond tree. It is the first to blossom. The first to release the flowers. But it is the last to bear fruit. The last to bear fruit. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why is it that the thing is the first to show up? And at the same time, the thing is the last to bear fruit. And the Lord told me, so, when I want my children to see, they will not see the fruit first. They will see only the sign of life. What they will see is not the fruit. What they will see is the flowers. What they will see is the leaves. If the rain is coming, you will only see a little cloud like the hand of a man. He said, if they were seeing the fruit first, there will be no need for faith. But they will see the flowers first and they will now have the ability to wait. And he said they bear the fruit last because when you see the fruit is coming, I will test your character. You will go through water. You will go through fire. You will see the wicked look like they are flourishing. You will see the wicked look like they are bearing fruit. But you wait. I adore the vision. Tarry. Wait for the vision. It will come. It will not fail. But sometimes you will have to wait. And you are waiting because you see the flower you see the life and you are telling yourself if i can see the flowers then the fruit must come and he told me he said son as long as you are alive the rest of the vision will come to pass i came to announce to somebody today i have not seen your house yet i have not seen your marriage yet i have not seen your babies yet i have not seen your car yet but i see you right now you are the flower I see you right now you are the representation of life and as soon as long as you are the life I see the blessing coming I see the miracle coming I see the fruit coming and if you can lift up your voice wherever you are and thank God for your blessing and begin to declare I see it I see it I see it I see it that is the almond flower those beautiful flowers those beautiful flowers that is the almond flower and I came to another to somebody today I see your flower you are alive I see your flower there is life in you you 
are not dead you are living so your miracle is coming your blessing is coming i like the way he put it in the book of habakkuk he said habakkuk i want you to rise up and i need you to write the vision upon the tables and make it plain so that he that readeth it will run he said though the vision is for an appointed time but in the end it shall not fail but the vision shall surely come to pass i announce to somebody in the name of jesus your purpose will come to pass now listen he said what seest thou he said i see a cloud i see an almond tree and he told me he told him he said this almond tree you are seeing i like this he said you have well seen listen who sinned that this man was born blind wifey and crofonubi they were born blind their great ancestors were blind their ancestors were blind grand great grandfather was blind grandfather was blind father was blind they themselves too are blind and i'm not talking about physical blindness i'm talking about spiritual blindness they just can't see even if jesus appears to them physically right now they will see him if the holy ghost appears now they will not see he said what seest thou he said i see an almond a rod of almond and he said he said you have seen well thou hast well seen I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.